Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Bert Allen here. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We have a very special guest today. We're talking that 90s show and, of course, a little bit about that 70s show with one of the stars, uh, Don Stark. Uh, thank you for your time, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with us today. Absolutely. Uh, pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me, and uh, please remain seated. Uh, everybody. <laughs> everybody, please remain good seated. Good night. Okay. Uh, good night. Thank you. Don't forget to tip your waiter. Um, <laughs> well, Congratulations on this. This is a lot of fun. We have had a couple other folks from this show, and I really wanted to talk to you because it's fun to see you back again in character. Uh, how fun was it to be a part of this? And it felt like a homecoming on so many levels watching all of the original and legacy cast return uh, for this show here on Netflix. Yeah, it was great. It was a homecoming. I mean, as soon as I walked in, just seeing the sets, you know, brought me back. And the interesting part about that is, you know, it was a long time ago that we did that 70s show. So they had to rebuild the sets. They had to build new sets. Uh, there weren't any of the old sets that were available. So, um, but what an amazing job that they did. And I love the touch of using what was the uh, furniture in the living room now moved to the basement. So yeah. that was the shift. I don't know what happened to the other furniture that was down there. Actually, in real life, I have one of the tables. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And all of Bob's clothes. I try and not wear them on a regular basis. <laughs> you don't. Like if you're going yeah, out to dinner, okay, there we go. The original and wig. I think you know who that guy is. Yes. And I even have his special bow tie from when I got remarried to Midge wearing my my specially made Packers tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah, and I did notice that I was watching this and I I did notice that the furniture had moved to the basement if if people watch this and they're diehard fans, they would probably catch that. That I thought that was a very special touch. Um, and uh, it just has all of the feelings, all of the things. It's rather ironic. Uh, in the 90s, you were filming the 70s, and now in the 2000s, you're filming the 90s. Um, it was probably a no-brainer for you, I'm sure, when you got asked to return because... I mean, the show is, I feel, just a part of pop culture history. It's just, it's its a very special show. You know, I, I've been an actor now for, ooh, I think 49 years. Okay. And, you know, after having the experience of being in the business for that long, you can tell when something has that magical feel to it. And I only felt it once before, before that 70s show. And 
that was on the set of Welcome Back, Cotter. You could feel by the, the audience response that that was going to be special. And then I never felt that again until the pilot of that 70s show. And when we did it in front of the audience, and it was different, different in kind from everything else. And I knew at that point, as much as you could know that something is going to be, at least you know that it resonated with people, um, but had great feelings about it. And eight seasons later, we were still doing the show. Yeah, I mean, to have a show like that or any show go that long is very special because I think maybe some get two, one, two, three seasons maybe, and then that's it. But to go for eight seasons uh, or maybe like a Grey's Anatomy that I think has been on longer than like Bonanza, (laughs) (laughs) you know, is, is massive. But the 90s show is a lot of fun because it gives this younger cast an opportunity to tell a story about family and friendships and relationships, but also have your character, Bob and Red and Kitty and, and all the others come back and really help drive the show as well. Um, when you first found out uh, that they were considering this, cause it had been talked about for a while that they wanted to do something but the question was, how do we do it? How do we make it right? Um, were you able to, did they come to you and say, hey, we're thinking about this. What are your thoughts? How did that process work uh, initially for you? Well, uh, they didn't come to me. I mean, they the, the key components of the show were Kurt Wood and Debbie Joe, who are not only the most talented, but just the nicest people you would ever want to meet in the world. And they were great mentors the first time around, and they're incredible mentors the second time around. Uh, so when I first heard that the show was being done, my family was going, oh, that's great. That sounds great. And I said, all right, everybody, let's just take it <laughs> Relax. This is L.A. Hollywood. <laughs> a, I haven't gotten the phone call. And B, the check hasn't cleared. So let's just relax. <laughs> I love so, it. So th- they came to me not long before I was filming the show. So I knew that the show was being uh, filmed. So I didn't speak to them until right before that. And then I spoke to Greg Mettler, who, you know, was one of the writers on that 70s show years before and spoke to him. And that was really the first talk we had. Uh, And he said, look, you've got this great story for Bob coming, you know, back, and uh, I read the script, and it just, it was, it was great. So it was like slipping on a, a an old pair of slippers that are your most comfy ones, and uh, so it was. There was no transition time; it was immediate. Yeah, I get that feeling, and I remember when, I think it was a preview or a sizzle clip or something when your character came back and he's in the kitchen having the conversation with Deborah Joe, And I think you're bringing some food or something and oranges, uh, from orange, oranges from Florida. Um, and just that iconic humor that your character has. And that's one of the things that I, I enjoyed when I had the chance to watch this is that 
the the comedic timing, not just with Deborah Joe and Kurtwood, but yourself and Ashton and everybody. It's like you just know how to lean into that humor that's being written and the timing and just even the physicality or the angles of your character. That makes sense, I'm sure, because it's just like you just know. And uh, it's like no time has passed um, with everything that's taking place. And it's fun. We've had some of the younger cast on. Uh, but uh, I was really excited to talk to you because you were part of the original and you, I mean, just to have a show last that long is so cool. You mentioned welcome back Cotter. I want to ask you about that because uh, <laughs> obviously, you know, for me watching it in reruns and, and streaming and seeing your character, I get a feeling that show was lightning in a bottle because there just hasn't been anything like it since then. And it's not one that, that Hollywood or whoever has attempted to reboot. I don't think you could. Uh, it would just be impossible. And they've tried head of the class, and that was fun. But I think this one would be a bit of a challenge, at least from my perspective. I don't know. Well, it was the the story. There was I was up for the role of Epstein. Okay, that was played by Bobby Hedges, and Bobby was was great in it, but. Uh, they were bringing us the actors in and I didn't get a call from my agent. Now we didn't have cell phones. Then there were Email, no, not, not even portable ones that you'd carry in the car that were like on a Flintstone car with the ribs on the top <laughs> of the fingers was gigantic. And so I didn't get the call until late. I showed up and they were doing mixing and matching and, and I missed it all. And I walked in and I was devastated. Oh, wow. That, you know, they had already been doing it for hours and mixing people and everything. And I was just so disappointed. And they is the only job that I ever worked as an extra. They said, look, we really want you to, you know, be on the show. So I was there for the pilot. And, you know, they asked me to come back doing extra role after that night and I, I just I was so young and I didn't really you know I thought well no that's not going to put me in in good light as it turns out a lot of other actors who did that ended up getting some roles later on but um, that was hung out all week long we shot at CBS studio uh, in Beverly Hills and uh, we would go to the farmer's market, all of us, you know, uh, all the, uh, the actors. And we'd go over there for lunch. And when we got in front of the audience, there just was this electric feeling. And when John Travolta came out, it's Barbarino, you know, <laughs> up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> uh, Classic lines. The, the, uh, the audience just erupted. And that was the sign that, you know, a, a star was born and, and a show was going to get a shot. And, uh, you know, life changed for a lot of people back then. Yeah, it did. Well, I say you've had a very successful career and yeah. you've been a part of a lot of different projects um, outside of the 70s show and is there one 
moment or maybe there's landmarks throughout your career where it just solidified for you hey this is something that i'm i'm meant to be doing and i i'm so glad that i chose this or it chose me versus like maybe another profession that you could have had or parents wished uh you would have taken before they recognized the noticeable success yeah it, look it it was a struggle for probably the first you know 10 years you know not working consistently uh but you know pounding away and i've done let's see uh the first series that i got was um oh it was the man in the family and that was with ray sharkey and julie bavasso and um you know i played uh, a guy named chacha this was an ed weinberger show okay. and uh you know chacha was a guy that hung out all the time on the set of Taxi, and Ed Weinberger just got along with this guy so much and loved his stories. So, uh, you know, so Cha-Cha was a, you know, was a character that I played, you know, with Ray Sharkey, you know? And uh, I remember one of his great lines, he was a, a dry cleaner. And they said, hey, you know, I said, I want to have a, a, a job like you, Sal. <laughs> he says, you know, you've got a job. You're a dry cleaner. He says, you know, being a dry cleaner, you know, things are fun when you're putting stains in, not when you're taking them out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then I did other uh, series as well. <clears throat> I was in uh, Time Cop, which was uh, a series based on, on the movie Time cop. I remember that. And uh, I, I played Matuzek, the head of the TEC. Some funny lines there, too. It was always right before uh, Logan was going to go back into the, the tunnel. It was like, prepare for temporal insertion. That sounded kind of, you know, uh, a little funny to me, but hey. Uh, <laughs> Some of the things yeah. that, the, that these people write, you're like, what? Yeah. And then I did Bless His House, which was with uh, with uh, Andrew Dice Clay and Kathy Moriarty, and uh, did a series more recently called Hit the Floor. And, uh, you know, so I'd done a bunch and a bunch of recurring, you know, stuff. But I don't know, it was magic. I started college. I did plays in high school. Okay. And I was... I was a football player and I was in student government and kind of on a, uh, a dare, I tried out for a school play and I got it. And then when I went to college, I started out as a business major because my family had instructed me that I was going to be a lawyer from the time that I was in kindergarten. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, had such a fun experience doing the theater in high school i walked over to the theater apartment and uh the girls were prettier over there and i just kind of never went back i've um, heard that many times <laughs> <laughs> um i did theater in middle school high school college so that's where i found my people and connected and just felt a part of something 
Well, one last question, Don. Again, you've you've had all of these very high marks in your career. Of course, we've talked about them, but my question would be, you I, and again, in my view, and I'm sure others, you've had a lot of success outside of the hard work, the struggles that you mentioned earlier. You know, the first ten years not really working consistently, but what would you define as your success and in your longevity? Is there one thing or maybe it's multiple things that you feel has helped you have a sustainable career as an actor and keep on working up until even this project, the nineties show uh, where you've been able to come back and bring back another iconic character. Um, there was that special connection of how it started mm. and the feeling I got doing, I played Tevye on Fiddler on the Roof and there was supposed to be uh, in high school and there was supposed to be an agent that ended up to be my first agent, uh, but his car broke down. So he wasn't the top agent in town. Um, <laughs> and that feeling that I had, you know, and through the years, it kind of gets beaten down. Sure you know, by all the rejection, both being told you rejected and then not hearing anything uh, back. Um, and I guess that always just stayed with me, the joy when I, on the set and, and, and working, that's the thing that lights me up, the spark. And um, I've played a lot of different characters. I've played characters with different accents and we played bad guys, good guys, smart guys, not so smart guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just, that's enjoyable to me. It's yeah. enjoyable, the working process, the auditioning and the business side of it <clears throat> is always a challenge because yeah. I've never had the leverage to be in a position where, Oh, that's who we're looking for. I always had to kind of make myself what they were looking for, which is great as a character actor. Um, but when you, when you keep thinking about, oh man, I could be doing something else and, and making as much money, if not more money, but would, would it fulfill that little, mm. that spark inside? So they tried to kill it. They tried to put that spark out, but and here you are fighting. Just yeah, they I called mean, me Sparky. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, congratulations again. It was fun to see you come back on this uh, the '90s show, and of course that '70s show as well, which is all available to stream on Netflix at the moment. Exciting things for you again. Uh, an overnight success that has taken years and years and years to one hell of a night, one hell of a night. <laughs> and you said time cop. That's funny because that's like one Then they haven't <clears throat> I had the TV show, uh, but that's one film that was John Claude Van Damme, right? Vehicle. that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I remember again, I'm not sure how, but I do remember watching the series. It's always fun to see that those types of stories continue, but that's one that they haven't attempted to remake yet. So we only did nine episodes. Yeah. And it wasn't we on were, very long. We were in doing the ninth episode when we got canceled. 
So we had to finish doing that one. <clears throat> but, you know, you know when things are going to happen when they're not. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> the writing critics, The Critics Association always has these big things right at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And so we're at the Ritz, I think, in in uh, in Pasadena. The upfronts, right? Through, and you see the the one sheets, the posters, just like your backdrop right there for the show. And we're going through the whole thing. There was no one sheet for time. For time. <laughs> oh no! And so we were oh, lost. It horrible. had been picked up by a previous uh, group of people at Universal. And then it was sold to ABC and the people at ABC were gone. So there was nobody kind of minding the store that had a stake in it because it wasn't their idea. Wow. So that was kind of an indication like, yeah, maybe you won't <laughs> buy the house now. <laughs> yeah, don't stop. Hey, have them stop building the swimming pool. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah, don't build the pool yet. <laughs> don't don't build the pool yet. Well, congratulations on everything and just a wonderful career. Thank you for your time and graciousness, Don, and chatting today. I really do appreciate it. 